Now we're joined by the experts at Vetify, a new data analytics and thought leadership company that is transforming financial services from an industry to a community, one relationship at a time. There's a couple of different ways to slice and dice these various ETFs. They can hold what are called total return swaps. Expect the unexpected. Laura, it was uh, so great to see you at Exchange last week. I thought you and the Vetify team put on an absolute uh, show. It was amazing. I really enjoyed it. My question for you is, have you been able to uh, get some downtime since then? <laughs> yeah, I think I slept for 48 <laughs> hours straight after the event. It was, it was uh, you know, I, I may be biased, but I really do think it was our best year yet. And you were still kind of tallying up the numbers in terms of registrations and attendance and everything. But uh, I know that we were year, up year over year in attendees, particularly among financial advisors. We had over 120 sponsors for the event. And my favorite stat, we raised over um, 30,000 for the Susan G. Komen Foundation with our race walk. So um, just an incredible year, incredible energy, and I'm feeling so jazzed from all of it. I am too. You you know, I always love connecting with people in person because I'm based here in Kansas City, but a lot of the people I, I speak to are on the coast or everywhere else. And so that, that's always my favorite part. But I enjoyed the sessions. Obviously, I recorded the podcast there. It was just such a fantastic uh, experience. Um, okay, so as I noted at the top, I, I, I'm telling you, seriously, I have received a number of questions on this Simplified Tail Risk Strategy ETF. Again, ticker symbol CYA, which is down nearly 100% over the past year, including 85% year-to-date. And certainly I would expect this ETF to be down, and, and fairly meaningfully so, given the S&P 500 is up. But I don't think most investors would have expected this type of negative performance. And I'm, I'm sure that's why I'm getting questions on this, right? I, I'm also guessing that's why Simplify is closing this thing, uh, which we just found out on Friday. But let's take this in pieces because this is a more complex ETF and I think a more complicated situation overall. So first, why don't you explain what you believe this ETF uh, is supposed to do and, and how Simplify is going about doing that? Okay, so uh, I am. I was so excited when you came to me with this topic idea because, as you said, I, I really love getting into the nitty gritty of ETFs and uh, individual ETF stories. So apologies in advance to the listeners, but I do have to get very nitty gritty today because this is a case where the fine details matter so incredibly much. Um, so CYA uses what's called a convexity strategy to hedge against severe equity declines, and, and that is the key word, the key phrase there, severe equity declines. Um, convexity is basically a strategy that is designed to outperform some benchmark in extreme upsides and or extreme downsides. Um, the cost of that performance, though, is that in normal markets, there's going to be some lag against that benchmark. So, you know, you get that U-shape of expected performance, convexity. Um, Convexity strategies very common in the institutional world. They uh, typically rely on what's called out-of-the-money options contracts to, to put into place. What out-of-the-money means is that the current price of the underlying asset featured in that contract is at a value such that the option has no intrinsic worth in and of itself. It only has worth if the market price changes. So you know, if you went cross-eyed with that explanation, don't worry, so did I when I first learned about it. And um, here's a good example. If you have a, an option on an equity that's currently trading at, I don't know, 
than a put option with a strike price below $50, say $40, that would be considered out of the money. That put option isn't worth exercising because, you know, why would you ever sell a security for $40 when you could just sell it for $50 on the open market, right? You wouldn't. Um, But if, let's say, the market collapses and then suddenly that equities price collapses to $20, that's a catastrophic decline in the asset. You're probably hurting a bit if that happens. Well, gosh, you're really happy if you have that put option at $40, right? You can exercise the option for $40, offset some of that catastrophic loss, and that's essentially what the option strategy of CYA was designed to do. So CYA is an actively managed fund of funds. It holds some short-term bond ETFs and some income-generating ETFs, along with near-term S&P 500 put options and VIX call options that are deep out of the money. So in practice, what that looks like, and these details do matter, uh, it was a portfolio where the largest position was in BIL, um, the S&P Bloomberg one to three month T-bill ETF. So in Q4, there was about 80% of the fund was in bill. Uh, the fund also had some minor positions in other ETFs in the Simplify suite, but they were really below 1%, so you know, very minor. Then there was that options contract portion, which for CYA was up to 20% of the portfolio. This includes all sorts of puts and put spread options and credit default swaps and interest rate features, just a whole smorgasbord of complex options products. So one more point before I take a breath. Um, if you find yourself in a position where you don't need to exercise that options contract that you paid good money for, then you're basically out of the cash that you spent to acquire the option, right? It doesn't do you any good. And there is a higher risk of that happening with out-of-the-money options contracts, which are at a price point, right, where they already don't have the value. They would offer a lot of value if something catastrophic happens, but if the market's good, say it's going to the upside, then that out-of-money contract ain't going to do you much good. So that's what happened last year, and we can dive into that in more detail. Yeah, I do want to get into the performance in more detail, but let me just try to summarize what you went through, which I thought was fantastic. So the primary holdings in this ETF are deeply out of the money S&P 500 put options. And then it sounds like also call options on the VIX, correct? Right. Okay. And then you also mentioned put spreads and and some other types of holdings, but it really gets into those out of the money puts on the S&P 500. And then it it sounds like, again, calls on the VIX. So, 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 okay. So now let's get into that performance. This, this thing lost nearly a hundred percent over the past year again, 85% year to date. So as you look at that, what happened underneath the hood? Yeah, so if you look at the the chart, you'll see that most of the loss last year happened in Q4. It dropped about 96%, a little over 96% last quarter. And the stock market had a good, strong return in Q4, the best in years. So the higher the S&P rises, the worse of that, uh, that it's going to catastrophically tank becomes. You know, it's possible that maybe a just a slightly out-of-the-money contract could still be worth it, you know, if the moment has a, a day where it momentarily dips. But if the S&P just keeps rocketing upward, then there's less and less chance than that out-of-the-money contract is going to be exercised. When it expires, you have to buy back a position in a more expensive version because the underlying asset got expensive. So in, in good market times, in market rebounds, and even sometimes when the market goes sideways or doesn't really do much at all, this strategy is basically a money furnace. So to be fair, 
Simplify says over and over and over again in their own materials, investors should expect substantial declines in value during years without a tail risk event. They specifically warn that this could happen and would happen. But if you can take a look at CYA against other tail risk ETFs, um, you'll notice that it performed worse. Um, If you look at the Cambria tail risk ETF ticker tail, that fund was only down 8% over a one-year period ending uh, December 31st compared to CYA, which was down 98%. And Global X's tail risk ETF XTR, that was actually up 21% over the same period. So the question becomes, why did CYA perform so uniquely poorly amongst its peers? Well, and, and so, yeah, and Laura, I mean, that's really the question I think that, um, I, you know, I've been getting. I, I mentioned at the top questions like, is this ETF broken? Is it structured properly? I, I guess if we were to boil it all down, I mean, in your opinion, do you think this ETF delivered what it said it would deliver? And it's funny, you mentioned the uh the disclaimer disclosure they have everywhere. I pulled the exact same thing because I went to the fact sheet for this ETF. And I, I want to read this again. You, you just stated it. But the fact sheet very clearly says, <laughs> due to this ongoing spend on tail risk hedges, investors should expect substantial declines in CYA's value during years without a tail risk event. And, and that's exactly what we've seen, right? There, there's been substantial mm-hmm. declines. We haven't had a tail risk event. But do you think this ETF was properly designed? Such a good question. I think the question we should be asking, though, is why did all of the other tail risk ETFs not see the same performance as CYA? So um, let's just take a quick detour. I want to I dive into those two ETFs really quick that I just mentioned. XCR, for example, that holds the actual securities of the S&P 500 stocks and then applies protected put options as an overlay. So the options position is a long position and about 10% out of the money um, options. So, so the, the options contracts are 10% out of the money at most. Um, and that limits the amount that the options contract ever going to deviate from the underlying, but it also potentially limits the usefulness in a genuine tail risk event, right? Um, so if you're wondering why, why XTR did so well, it's because it held the actual S&P 500 stocks that were going up. And so it would benefit from the rise. But if the S&P 500 crashes in a tail risk event, then those securities are actually not a great thing to be holding at that point in time. So you have to wonder if this portfolio is truly set up for the catastrophic event that it says it's designed to protect against. Um, Let's take a look at tail, right? So tail that holds cash in U.S. Treasuries. And on top of that exposure, it holds put options on the S&P 500 that are about 1 to, or excuse me, 0 to 30% out of the money. So very similar to what SC, uh, excuse me, CYA does. But TAIL only holds about 1% of its total assets in this options exposure. CYA, on the other hand, allocates about 20%, which means that the loss from buying up any options uh, is, is eventually mitigated, but any hedging impact you're going to see in a actual tail event scenario, that's going to be muted as well for the exact same reason. So, you know, your question being, has CYA delivered what it said, you know, it would deliver? When you first came to me with this topic, I admit, I came in thinking we were going to do a post, like a postmortem, like forensic scientists trying to figure out who, you know, who committed the murder. But actually, 
I think I convinced myself in digging through all these details that CYA did precisely what it set out to do. It's actually very well designed for a tail risk event. The problem is tail risk events are tail risk. They're exceptionally rare. And in a market that kept on going up or going sideways or just a little tiny decline that, that rebounded, CYA never really got to prove its worth, its metal. And what he needed was a market apocalypse. That's what it's designed for. And thankfully for investors, that environment never materialized. But it also made CYA not able to deliver on its core premise. It wasn't the product's fault. It's just the wrong product for this time. Yeah, the word that jumps out to me that you you mentioned a couple times earlier is convexity. And because we didn't have a tail risk event, um, this product didn't have an opportunity to demonstrate the uh, significant convexity uh, in the underlying that it has to to be able to obviously deliver the types of returns. I I guess one of the the challenges I have with something like this, and, and so let's say you know this this better than I do. You did a full deep dive. It sounds like you you believe the product was structured properly, but you and I always talk about ETF education, and I feel like with a product such as CYA. Some investors will look at this and say, okay, I, I, I get it. This is a hedge if things go bad. And they understand that it's essentially like paying an insurance premium, right? They're, they're taking out an insurance policy. And so they know they're going to have to pay a premium along the way. They expect to lose that money when, when stocks are up. I, I, I think where I struggle a little bit is my guess is most investors probably wouldn't expect to be down <laughs> nearly 100%, <laughs> even if the S&P is, is up 25%. And, and of course, there is no tail risk uh, event. So I, I guess my question, Laura, I mean, should more be done from an education standpoint? Or does it come back to buyer beware? You know, all of the above? Where, where do you land on that? I think to an extent it is buyer beware, right? Because ETFs can be bought by anybody and you have to have uh, uh, that. But I, I think this is where having a financial advisor who really understands how to uh, construct a risk profile for their investors and understands the full picture of what risks a given investor in a given moment face, that makes all the difference in the world. So. You, know, you 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 liken to this to insurance, and I think that's a very apt metaphor because I actually think a tail risk uh, ETF like flood insurance. So in New Orleans, we get hurricanes a lot. It's essentially you kind of have to have flood insurance. But in Oklahoma, you probably don't get too many hurricanes. Flood insurance is not as essential as it is in New Orleans. So while floods could happen, likelihood you're actually going to need to use flood insurance in any given year in Oklahoma is thankfully very low. It would be a tail risk event. Doesn't mean that flood insurance isn't a useful product and doesn't mean that you wouldn't be happy to have it if you did you know, have that tail risk event, but you have to kind of weigh the risks and the pros and the cons and the costs. Like, is this the right insurance for me in the environment that I live in? Um, and I'd say for most investors, you know, I know we like to soak in the bath of doomerism these days, but <laughs> economic collapse is thankfully a very rare event. So, you know, in theory, it's good to have options in case of catastrophic collapse, especially if you're in a position where you're going to need that flood insurance if you, you know, are living in your own uh, metaphorical New Orleans. But the truth is that most of us are not going to need to be prepared in this sort of way. 
Well, and if you are an advisor trafficking in these types of products, what I will say is you better make sure you're communicating to your end clients as to the why and yeah. you know what the end use case is because think about an advisor that you know put on this hedge with CYA and a uh, in a client portfolio clients looking at the statement and seeing it down nearly 100%. Uh, th those are challenging optics, to say the least. Now, again, it can be explained <laughs> as, as you just walked through, but something else to uh, to consider. But, well, Laura, we're going to have to leave it there. You, you know I love doing deep dives like this with you because I do feel like you truly have a passion uh, for stuff like this. Not everyone is excited to uh, to dig into tail risk ETF. So <laughs> thank you for, uh, for doing that this week, and thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Take care. That was Laura Krigger, Editor-in-Chief at Vetify.